0: What's going on guys? It is Thursday, August 19th, episode 166. Today I have Shahar Abram, CEO of Road to Babylon. A place you can go for crypto education where Shahar focuses in on crypto assets as a good investment alternative to finding yourself becoming financially free and he does this through a structured curricula you guys should definitely check it out if you want more education around crypto and blockchain. With that said, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would love to learn more about crypto education through Road to Babylon and Shahar Abrams. Enjoy. All right, Shahar, it's Shahar, right? Yes. Okay, Shahar, welcome to the BlockCash podcast live how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to be here. Glad to have you. I um, appreciate you taking the time to come on. Um, where are you from? Where are you based? I don't know you told me, but for the audience.
1: Yeah, I uh, I've been kind of around the U.S. Uh, I grew up down south in Alabama, and then you know for school I went up to D.C. and I got a job there working uh, with the with and uh, consulting with the federal government. It was a lot of fun, and so I did that for several years and just recently kind of shifted gears and I I moved back down south to Atlanta and so that's where I'm at now is consulting with the federal government a fun experience uh not really no <laughs> but uh it's it's eye opening um mm-hmm. and you know it's it's challenging so um it's it's interesting it definitely gave me a lot of uh interesting insight into you know how the government works or doesn't work mhm right? What did did you do specifically? So uh, I started off, I was working for IBM. Um, I, you know, stayed with IBM for six and a half years, most of my professional life. Um, And I was on kind of a data science track at the beginning. Um, I was doing lots of Excel, analytics, um, some modeling. I did uh, fraud modeling at one point for uh, Medicare. I did um, analytics for the Postal Service. Um, And, you know, then eventually um, in 2017, after I found crypto and blockchain, I sort of immediately knew, you know, that's uh, I was passionate about that. And that's where I wanted to kind of move um, my professional life towards. And so by the end of 2018, I had started kind of officially working in the IBM blockchain practice um, in the federal sector, which at the time was pretty small. It was like one or two people. Um, so I was you know person number three um, in that practice and then for a couple of years um, you know we we had uh, various projects you know trying to um, build and pilot and introduce you know blockchain based uh, systems into uh, various parts of the federal government. So that was um, very interesting. I was involved in some of the earliest, um, and largest kind of uh, blockchain pilots in the federal government, um, you know, that had that happened at the time and perhaps even still to date. What, what kind of pilots were they looking to do with blockchain? So, yeah, um, the, the main one uh, that I worked on was actually for the Postal Service, one of my old clients. And what we were doing for them, we were actually building, was basically like an NFT blockchain mm-hmm. to track uh, mail pieces right? Um, And we were specifically working, you know, in a use case for international mail. So, you know, USPS, uh, the US Postal Service, they don't have their own planes, right? So they not like FedEx or UPS. So they contract that out to all of the major US airlines, as well as, you know, 30 plus other airlines around the world. And so there's a lot of, you know, cross-organizational data flying around. Um, Everyone's kind of keeping data on these you know, mail pieces in their own databases, not sharing them. And there's a lot of inefficiency, the results, there's a big chain of custody, you know, it doesn't end with the airlines, it goes then to the foreign post. Um, so it's a nightmare, you know, of everyone keeping their own, you know, data and, and all these siloed processes and highly inefficient. And so the use case there actually made a lot of sense, you know, and, and basically, we were saying, like, hey, you know, let's get all of these organizations in the network in a blockchain network working together and contributing data to a single source of truth, which is the blockchain, right? That everyone can trust. Um, And then, you know, once you have that, that's really just the beginning, right? Because, you know, once you have that kind of trusted corpus of data, um, uh, what can you build kind of on top of that? And then we can start building sort of dApps, right? On top Mm -hmm. of that uh, data layer to automate, um, you know, all of these various processes that, Uh, We're being done very inefficient, like payments, like dispute resolution, um, you know, and all these various things. And, you know, at the end of the day, just help the, help the postal service know where the hell the mail is because, you know, they, they didn't really, um, so that, that's, that was the biggest example. Um, and, you know, and we, we did get that project all the way into a pilot phase. You know, we were, we had some of the major U S airlines on board, you know, sending us data, um. And I believe the project is still going on now. It it you know had a pretty big hiccup uh, around about March of last year when uh, COVID hit, and the postal service woke up and you know realized they had no money and no no budget for innovation and no business going on. Uh, so it was a wild ride, um, but it was but you know it was really interesting. You know, getting real experience trying to build networks and think about governance, and you know, let alone talk to you know the government about blockchain governance. Uh, an interesting experience so um i have kind of uh this you know that interesting you know private blockchain perspective um which is not you know as cool as what what's going on in crypto part of the reason that i left but uh, i think it's you know something that, that not a lot of people have
0: yeah why did you decide to leave you didn't want to be a part of the private experience with blockchain you want to do something in the more well side, it was
1: or? you know there's a frustrating aspect to working um one, as a, you know, contractor and consultant where the work you're doing is, you know, at the whim of someone else and it's not um, really up to you. And then two, you know, with the federal government where things, you know, just just fly around, everything moves super, super slowly. You have to get, you know, 16 approvals before you do anything. And, um, you know, and it's just really slow and inefficient and Um, and it can be very frustrating and, and, you know, and, and meanwhile, you know, I, I'm watching crypto and I see how fast projects there move, right. And, and everything going on. And obviously I was always very interested as an investor. I was always, you know, investing, uh, very heavily more and more as my conviction grew through 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, and, you know, I basically did well enough to, um, uh, by 2020 to, you know, have the option to walk away and do my own thing and not really have to work for money um, anymore. It was really, you know, and I, um, I outperformed, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum as an investor um, over the past few years, uh, maybe not Ethereum this year, but, but over the past few years. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to see what I could do on my own. Um,
0: when I, and you know, be my own boss, and uh, it's been a fun experience. Yeah, I feel you on that. It's a good route to go down, have a little bit more, you know, freedom of time and freedom of money, and be able to, you know, do yeah. things on your own schedule, your own timeline, and not have to, you know, be, you know, sucked in by all that. And plus, working with the government or working even with the US Postal Service, which is like ancient at this point, um, that would be a hell of a headache. I, I would not <laughs> want to have to do any of that. So.
1: Yep. You, you, uh, you're, you're on the money <laughs> headache is a good way to describe it.
0: My head yeah, feels so, a lot better now. No yeah. I, I don't blame you at all. Um, so yeah. What, what made you want to make the pivot, you know, from doing that to doing what you do now with road to Babylon. And, um, I assume, you know, crypto education and stuff like that versus, you know, being in Jesus, like a car driving by as like fast as possible. Perfect <laughs> timing. Um, but yeah, like why, why get into like the educational side of it and not um, into yeah. like working with developers and stuff like that and building something? So uh, basically
1: I, I thought it was where I could add the most value um, in, in my own way. And, you know, I had, so I was, you know, I was, I was never a developer, right? I was a project manager and I was also kind of the client facing, you know, the client lead. So I was the guy, you know, at IBM that they brought in to explain the tech, you know, to all of these government types and to um, even, you know, private industry C-suite executives that we might be working with, um, to other IBMers, right? So I've explained the tech to all sorts of um, different people, different ages, different backgrounds. Um, And I think I'm fairly good at it and I enjoy doing it. And, you know, and then more and more, especially over the past couple of years, as you can imagine, you know, I've had lots and lots of friends and old contacts, you know, be asking me about it, asking me how to get involved and what it is, et cetera, et cetera. And I found myself, you know, answering those same questions over and over again. And I figured, you know, why not try and scale this? And why not try and make, you know, um, something, you know, accessible for people that, you know, anyone can go, you know, and learn the really important concepts, not just about the tech, but also about, how to invest in it um, and kind of what's to come and what the things to watch and how to kind of approach it, you know, overall from an investing standpoint, you know, and do things like passive income generation, um, yield farming, um, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, so Road to Babylon is just kind of just the LLC I, I set up, you know, for that. And I called it Road to Babylon because um, this book I read that was really influential um, called The Richest Man in Babylon, which is kind of a classic you know, personal finance book um, that really, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed. And I also like the idea of blending kind of the old and new, you know, Babylon was the first, ancient Mesopotamia, it was, it was kind of the first um, civilization that created kind of property rights. And so in a way, they sort of invented this idea of investing and kind of banking and, and commerce. So, you know, in, in ways that we still, you know, use it right? Um, so that's why I called it that. And, you know, I like the idea of, you know, the, these old, you know, you, you can implement, you know, these old time-tested principles about investing and wealth creation um, and apply them to, you know, even something as new as crypto, right? And, it, and the synergies are are really amazing. In fact, I think crypto and crypto assets are kind of the best, you know, the best financial instruments and the best instruments for, passive income generation and wealth creation that have ever existed. Um, So, you know, that's something very exciting and that I wanted to uh, spread around as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Why do you think that about crypto assets? Obviously, I you know, generally believe that. But what's your opinion on it? So, you know, if you think of so first off, if you define assets right as
1: something that puts money into your pocket, which that's the definition I like. That's from a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is also Mm -hmm. a great personal finance book um, I would recommend to anyone. If we define assets as something that put money into your pocket, right? Something that can get you passive income, um, then crypto assets kind of really shine there. And the reason is, you know, assets, whether it's stocks or real estate or um, crypto or whatever else, right? They're always putting money into someone's pocket. They're always being used by someone to generate income, right? Whether it's the money you keep at your bank that the bank's loaning out or stocks that you keep on Robinhood where they're profiting from the order flow or from lending them to hedge funds to short sell you, right? Um, Someone's always making money off of it. But crypto for the first time, because it allows you to fully own the assets, right? Because we can fully own our crypto assets, we can actually demand- you know, better um, returns, right, and better passive income. And we can control those passive income streams, because we ultimately control the asset, we don't need a broker, or anyone else in the middle, like Robinhood, to do that for us, where they're kind of taking, um, taking that passive income generation opportunity away from us. So the reason why, you know, simply is just the best um, kind of instrument for that that's ever existed is because you have the ability to fully own it yourself. Right. And so what that results in is all of these, companies and services and DeFi and things that cater to that, right, to your individual sovereignty over your assets and actually pay you, you know, um, you know, the, the vast majority of the uh, passive income kind of uh, surface area potential, right, that they can generate. Um, and so whether it's in DeFi or CeFi or, you know, other sorts of applications, you know, there's, it's, it's amazing passive income you can earn. And by the way, you can get started with any amount, right? You can buy any amount of crypto. You can earn the same rates as, you know, someone with a million dollars in crypto, you know, at, with $1 on a lot of these platforms. And so that's just incredible. It's incredibly powerful.
0: So what I'm getting is you're trying to help um, people achieve financial freedom through things like crypto assets and real, starting to realize that, correct?
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not about me. It's about um, everyone has their own journey. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think Lots of people that I talk to, you know, they they're really interested in crypto, but they are worried, you know, about making some bad mistake, um, you know, when they're getting involved in it or they, um, you know, or they're worried about getting caught up in FOMO or they're having difficulty understanding. They don't know how to, you know, approach investing. Um, so these are all things that, you know, I felt, too, you know, that they're very normal. Um and, you know, I've I spent years kind of, you know, working them out and, and um, you know, and, and found kind of what was successful for me and what was successful for other people and read, you know, tons and tons of books on all sorts of different stuff and then applied it. And um, so I'm just here kind of as a guide, you know, for that. And, and the main thing I'm working on through uh, the company is an online course, right? So something that know i know people are are really busy and everyone you know i think self-paced learning is is really great i love it Uh, so that's kind of the product i wanted to do um so you know i the course will be you know six plus hours of self-paced content highly curated five to ten minute videos on lots of different topics um and once again you know everything crypto education how does it work what is it um down to even a deep level of different consensus algorithms mechanisms mining etc game theory, um, to, you know, investing, right. And how, and again, you know, using these going back to the first principles, right. Of investing, um, you know, and then how to apply those to crypto, how to assess risk, how to kind of think about portfolio strategy. Um, you know, what, what the mindset is like so much of investing is mindset. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I, I go deep into various, um, kind of important topics in crypto, everything from, you know, like layer one networks to DeFi, to NFTs, um, scaling, um, you know, all that stuff. And then kind of the last module of the course is, you know, my kind of um, tips and tricks of things that I've learned, you know, things about like how to save on gas fees, right. How to kind of optimize, you know, uh, transactions that you make, how to do passive income in various different ways including uh, yield farming, which is, you know, an incredible, incredible opportunity for people. Um, and, uh, you know, and then taxes, loans, um, all that. So I try to cover, cover everything, um, at least at a high level and some of the things we really
0: go deep into got it do you just have a curricula or do you also do you like consulting or do you guys put on seminars and do talks and things like yeah, that
1: yeah i've started to do more of that so here in atlanta i started you know a crypto meetup group and i've been getting you know involved in the crypto community here um there there are several meetup groups um but at the beginning during covid uh, none of them were meeting so i made my own um and you know now we're doing that and i i've started to also do some in person classes here as like there's been a lot of interest particularly in like uh, DeFi and yield farming, stuff that I, you know, do a lot. So in a few weeks, actually, we'll be doing um, one of our first master classes locally in Atlanta. Um, And we have a lot of interest in that. And I'll be doing a full, you know, tutorial and demo of like uh, yield farming on uh, something like Uniswap. Right. And so that'll be really fun. Um, I do have uh, some consulting I do through Road to Babylon, uh, which you can find on my website if you're interested I offer free consultations um, as well as kind of more intensive you know paid consultations where we can really look and you know make you like a tangible plan uh tangible portfolio strategy um and it costs you know a a couple hundred bucks but you know if you're investing in crypto and i you know increase your performance by five percent which i think you know i can do a lot better than that um then you know pay for itself easily right Um, not to mention giving you peace of mind, which I think is, is super underrated
0: in investing. How much does the the curriculum cost if they just want to take the courses and do it like self-paced?
1: Uh, the course, um, I, when I release it, it'll be under $200. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to make it accessible. I, I think I'll probably price it like a 180. Um, uh, seems good. A lot of people have told me to go higher. Um, you know, I think that's a great price for it, but you know, it's not really about, um, the money for me i i want um people to to get access to it and i want to get feedback on it um and i think you know for a six hour course um you know with as much and as deep content as there is and all the additional resources you'll get um i think it's a great value
0: have you thought about doing any of these like groups uh classes or seminars or things like that like online you know given the pandemic and how hard it is for people to kind of come together right now
1: yeah um yeah, I have thought about that. that. That may be something I'll do in the future. I mean, part of, you know, what you'll get with the course. And I think, you know, everyone, um, every kind of guidance, you know, uh, crypto guidance kind of products you get, you know, the good ones do this is, you know, you'll get access to like a Telegram group, right? That, that I'm in all the time. Um, and so you can always pop in there and ask questions, get access to other people um, and, and network and, and that kind of thing. Um, uh, group online classes, uh, may be a thing in the future. Well, we'll have to see. I really like, you know, for the online stuff, I, you know, have the course, which is self-paced. And then I really like to f- do in-person stuff. So, you know, I've been focused on trying to set up in-person stuff here in Atlanta, um, with, you know, the master masterclass that I mentioned, I'm also working on a project with the United Way here locally, trying to do, you know, um, something for students, um, get them like hands-on investing experience and, particularly in uh, in crypto. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to as well.
0: Yeah, you know, universities and colleges are way behind when it comes to putting out quality education around crypto and blockchain. Um, and I've, yep. I've had a few different universities on the podcast in the past as well, and they, they even talked about that. And they're trying to put out courses uh, and curricula that will give you, um, you know, actual course credit and stuff like that. Um, have you thought about working with a university or college to you know offer a course or something like that? yeah i, I would I would
1: love to do that um, and I think that that would be great um, again, you know my my focus now has just been on you know launching the course as well as continuing to you know keep up with with crypto because honestly the most you know in terms of uh, um you know my time the most valuable thing i can really do is is be just paying attention to the market and to crypto and doing research especially right now um so uh you know i've been between you know try and manage my portfolio and c- continue to yield farm a lot and um stay ahead advise you know other uh investors and all this stuff uh, i just haven't really had time to make those connections but um you know, certainly if, if they're interested, if you've talked to some of them, you know, put me in touch and I, I would love to uh, help them out, whatever. Yeah.
0: Way. Yeah. I know a few, especially on the West Coast. Um, I know that's a little bit far from you in Atlanta, but um, yeah, but happy to put you in touch at some mm-hmm. point. If oh, you we want have a to good airport. That's no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, if they don't get lost in that airport. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll go, to, I can go to them. It'll make it easier. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have like competition? Like, is there anyone else really doing this in terms of putting out good education around blockchain and crypto? Cause I don't really see it. Like I usually see people, um, creating these, you know, um, I don't, I don't know, fake, you know, certifications and stuff. And like, you know, oh, you take my course, you get like a, some certificate with a little stamp, but like, is there like any like, good educational sources out there other than you? Or do you feel like you're the first to kind of like hit this niche in the right way?
1: Um, I th- Well, I, th- there's definitely competition. I know, you know, I know some other people, you know, doing courses. Um, most of the other courses I've seen are either really kind of intense boot camps, um, which is really demanding on people's time and maybe is deeper than they're ready to go. Um, or they are other sorts of self paced courses, but that just kind of stay at a higher level, or they're only kind of on one topic, like DeFi. You know, there's this DeFi course um, that someone sort of well-known did, and it got a lot of reach. And you know, I had some friends kind of take that, and they're like, "Oh, you know, this never really got that deep, and this was kind of like surface level, and I didn't actually learn that much, and it and it wasn't you know that much content even." So I think that um, you know what I what I've tried to do, and you know, be you know, we'll see um, how successful this is. You know, I think it's going to be really great. Is you know, really cover a lot of different stuff and give, you know, take people, you know, start at zero and go to 100 um, on a lot of different topics um, and really kind of position you as a long-term investor. Okay. So, and that's what I, by the way, what I think is, you know, the most valuable thing. People always underestimate the power of compounding and the power of patience and thinking long-term, right? So many of these courses and instructors are, just hype train. And they like, you know, and and they're playing into your FOMO. And they're like, you got to buy this coin now, you know, is going to the moon, you got to learn about it, you got to get it now, all this BS, like, it's it's bad. Like, that's, that's not how people should approach it. That's not, you know, what's going to work out for most people. Um, It just isn't. So my approach is really, like, no nonsense, like, let's cut through the hype, like, yes, you know, hype is a thing and, you know, p- part of this, this industry does deserve to be hyped. I think, you know, it's really, really exciting and fast moving and um, there's massive opportunity here. But the right way to go about it, in my opinion, is to really take the time, understand it, understand what you're investing in, um, understand the risks, know how to do various different things, know where the industry is going. Um, and, you know, and and how to kind of be involved as a long-term investor and, and earn passive income in the meantime um, and don't stress, right? And I think that is the best way that, you know, that's what worked for me, right? I wasn't in and out of the market trading all the time. I did a lot of research, um, did fundamental research. Part of my course is about how to do fundamental research. Um, made, you know, some, made some, investment, you know, made lots of investments. Some didn't work out and some, you know, went 200 X and that's um, and, and that's all you need to do. Right. You, you just be patient. You if you pick one or two winners in this space, um, you're going to hit financial freedom. Right. That's the type of opportunity we have here. So, you know, don't FOMO in, you know, based on crap you see on Twitter, based on some random guy telling you, Uh, what to do, you know, learn how to learn how the industry works, learn how to do research, um, learn where the kind of the interesting hot areas are, all that's covered in the course. Um, And then, you know, you can you can reach your goals um, a lot faster than you think it's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen next month. It may not happen this cycle. Um, But, you know, um, a few years, you know, is really all it takes. And then that seems crazy to people like people like uh, now, you know, when you tell them, "Oh, you might have to wait like three or four years to be a millionaire in crypto," it's like they go crazy. It's like, "Are you kidding me?" Like that's that's an incredible proposition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, that's the niche I'm trying to fill. They cut through the hype, focus on the long term, and you know, and, and, and in my opinion, a healthy you know way to invest and participate.
0: Yeah, it really really boils down to you know. Time, patience, and risk management with all of this stuff. Yeah, and I think when you, when you tell someone they could be a millionaire in four or five years investing in crypto, it's kind of funny when they get so anxious and they're like, "Oh, that's too long." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Anyone, that, <laughs> yeah. you tell anyone they could be a millionaire in four or five years if they do everything right, would you know? You should be excited. Like that's a huge opportunity. But it's funny how people get anxious in the space and they're like, "No, I want it tomorrow," or "I want it to happen next week or next yeah, month." It really
1: is. And you know. And those people don't wind up, you know, 99% of them don't don't wind up making it. It's, uh, you know, uh, I I can't remember who said some famous investor said, you know, markets are a mechanism of transferring wealth from the impatient to the patient. Um, And so that's, you know, a bit overly simplified. But, you know, I think uh, it's uh, it's true on on a on a deep level, you know, and you have Mm -hmm. to you know, being impatient, there is no such thing as get rich quick. You can, yeah, sure, you can win the lottery, but, um, that's not, that's not the process you should adopt.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just a sentiment in the space, unfortunately, but it's true. Yeah. Money does technically flow from the impatient to the patient. That's pretty good way to put it. Um, let me ask you one more question, then we'll slowly start wrapping everything up. Um, and I'm actually kind of curious how, how do you keep up with things that are going on in the space? Cause it moves so lightning fast all the time Oh yeah. and it's my job as well to keep up with what's going on and what's happening every single day. And it's, um uh, it's difficult. Um, what's your method for doing that?
1: Um, well, one, uh, podcasters help a lot guys like you that, uh, you know, go deep and, and, you know, interview people kind of like boots on the ground. Um, But for me, you know, I, I, I focus, I try and focus. So I don't try and cover everything. Um, I mean, in the course, I give kind of a high level overview, at least of everything, but I only go deep into a few areas that I have, you know, more expertise on. So, you know, um, and like you said, I mean, because there's so, so much going on, you know, you're never going to um, know all of it and you're never going, and as an investor, you know, you're never going to be deep enough to like accurately invest in everything right? So my advice is kind of to focus on a few um, areas, a few verticals, right, that you might be really interested in. So maybe that's NFTs, maybe that's um, DeFi, maybe it's, you know, MEV, minor extractable value, a really interesting thing going on. Uh, Maybe it's a single layer one, right? So maybe you just focus on the Ethereum network, you can spend all of your time just focused on what's going on in Ethereum network, you still probably can't keep up with all of that. You could you can focus on Cardano. You can focus on Cosmos. Right. I know some people that they only deal in the Cosmos ecosystem and they know all all sorts of stuff about that. And I think that's a great recipe for success. Right. You don't need 16 different investments. Um, You you only need a few. Right. If you if you're managing risk. Right. And if you know what you're doing. Um, So for me, I focus on you know, and I do more probably than I would recommend for most people for the simple reason that I'm full time, right? And I do this all the time every day. Um, So for me, it's it's Ethereum, it's DeFi, it's NFTs. um, MEV is another area I've gone pretty deep on. Um, And then, you know, I've tried to um, you know, I, have been an investor in Cardano for a number of years. Um, and I've always been fairly involved in that ecosystem. You know, I was staking in the incentivized test net when that went live, I've been involved in the community, but I need to, I felt myself even slipping a little bit from that just because all this other stuff is so demanding. um, uh, but I try to also kind of know about that ecosystem. And then I have people being, you know, sending me stuff about Solana now. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's a lot, so my advice is focus on a few verticals you don't don't feel like you need to know everything you can you can do very very well just getting deep into a few um areas
0: yeah i think that's good advice you know people get too distracted with the wide diversity of the space and how much is out there and all these different yeah. things you can you know could focus on but i've i've had so much success just focusing on like you know, maximum, like 10 different things at a time, because yeah, it, it's maximum, hard, it's hard yeah. to keep up. There's so much going on. And like the Ethereum ecosystem, it's so damn big. <laughs> you could just get stuck in that ecosystem forever in that protocol and, oh, yeah. and, and not know everything still. So yeah, I, I right. think it's best to just, you know, pick what you like the most and focus it on those. And um, yeah. you'll see more success that way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, pick like uh, what's meaningful to you. Like is do you, do you care about how the art industry is getting, you know, completely disrupted over the next few years? Well, then you look at NFTs. Are you more interested in how finance is getting completely disrupted over the next few years? You can go to DeFi. Or if you want to see, you know, if you're interested in how governance is going to get disrupted <laughs> over the next few years, then, you know, there's DAOs and there's uh, layer ones. And so, uh, you know, the point I'm making, right, is so much is getting rebuilt and redesigned on this native crypto layer, the internet of value, as I like to call it, right? Um, you know, it, it's a massive paradigm shift. There's so much that is going to be totally different. Um, so, you know, what are you interested in, you know, and, and if you like uh, uh, change, if you think if you find disruption and that kind of stuff interesting, uh, you're in the right place.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So if people want to learn, they want to take a course, they want to work with you, where where should they go? Just the website or you guys have other places? Yeah, my website is a
1: great place, uh, roadtobabylon.org. There are links to kind of all this stuff. Um, The course is kind of featured there now. uh, So you can go learn more about that. Uh, You can sign up for updates uh, since it's not yet live. Hopefully in the next month uh, it'll be live. So we're very close. Um, We're just putting finishing touches on it. and then uh, last thing, you know, I know like everyone has a newsletter, but I do a free newsletter um, and you can sign up for that on my site. Uh, and I, you know, I put a lot of time into it and, you know, it's, it's once a week, right? It's my thoughts on what's going on in, in crypto, what's going on in the market, um, how to think about as an investor. And again, I take the viewpoint of a long-term investor. So that's kind of who I'm trying to talk to, right? And so if that's you, um, if, if you you know, are interested in the space and you think you, you, in that long-term kind of no hype focus, um, uh, makes sense to you, uh, definitely check it out. Right. And it's totally free.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Um, I'll put a bunch of stuff in the, um, episode show notes description below the episode when it goes out so people can find it. Um, anyways, Shahar, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today um, and really elaborate and explain these things. Really appreciate it. Um, it's always great talking to someone that's on the educational side too, because it's always like tech based on here. Everyone wants right. to talk about the tech, their project, their new coin or something like that. So it's it's nice just talking about education too.
1: Absolutely. Well, anytime, man. Um, Brandon, thank you so much. Um, and I'll have to let you know uh, when I come down to Columbia.
0: Absolutely. Let me know. Uh, Happy to host you. Maybe we can do a live episode here in person. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Maybe from the beach. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe from the beach. All right. See you soon. See ya. Take care.